This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Green and White, the weekly, albeit not very weekly this year, our God Life podcast. But we are back for the new season, and we were going to record this one yesterday. I think we're very glad that we didn't. Um, well, let's start with with us. We have Sam. Hello. And we've got Finn. Hi there. First one back, and obviously there's only one place to start, and it's George Cooper. George Cooper is back. Um, Sam, go. Real off your excitement. <laughs> well, I, I just couldn't quite believe it. I, I, I kind of rationally began to believe it was going to happen because the people who were saying it was going to happen are people who are quite well informed, people who've got stuff right in the past. So, and you know, and Ryan Lowe, obviously, after the game against Middlesbrough or um, whichever game it was, Forest Green, I think, actually did come out and say he'd missed a call from Barry Fry. So, you know, I, I, I was, I was gradually starting to believe it could happen in my head, but. In my heart of hearts, I'm thinking, well, you know, surely, surely we won't get George Cooper back. Surely somebody will be able to dump us. And even if we did, I thought the very best, if we're lucky, you know, the real best we could hope for would be another year long loan and then maybe go for him on a free in the summer. But the fact that we actually paid a fee for him and got him on a three year contract, that's just incredible. Puts the cherry on the cake. I was uh, <laughs> jumping for joy around the house this morning when the news broke or this afternoon, whatever it was. And like, the, the the time scale really got me because we, we've been chatting about it like in in, in our big other life group chat and I think we'd all agreed that Peterborough being Peterborough they would drag out as long as possible to extract maximum fee particularly if Argo one shifting on on transfer fee so it just happened very quick you know it's it's Tuesday it's week before the season starts so I thought we'd be looking like the last week of September sort of thing before any movement happened. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, very yeah. much so. I, I think I think with that, um, you know, you had you, you had to look at the, um, I guess with 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 the circumstances we're in, I guess yeah, with, with the COVID and everything, and clubs trying to get every penny they can, save every penny they can. You'd have thought, even in normal times, it would have been a long protracted negotiation. Obviously, now it could have been even longer. I was setting my sights on actually early, you know, end of September at the earliest, maybe even early to mid-October because the transfer window doesn't actually close until the 16th of October. So I would set my eyes on October, you know, if at all, and even then probably on a loan. But the fact that it's, we've actually got him on a fee and it's happened this early and he's available, obviously, 
for the game against QPR and onwards is just kind of in seventh heaven, you know? Yeah. What I would say, actually, was I always thought that we'd we'd get him. Um I didn't think it would be a fee and a three-year contract granted. I'm not sure what the who the last Stargirl player to get a three-year contract is, um, but that you know that that was a shock. Uh, but when I did see um, you posted in the group chat, uh, uh, or someone did uh, a few days ago, and it was that George Cooper was actually listed as a player um, to be sold. I mean, I know the the chairman on Twitter said, "Oh yeah, we're." he's up for sale but when he's not actually involved in the squad I just thought he could be well he's part of our plans he sat on the bench but at least he's part of our plans but then I was like well he's not even part of their plans so actually that worked in Argyle's favour in terms of getting a transfer fee in my opinion because we were like well he's not even part of the squad so do you want to play that sat there he wants to come here and play football um, so I, I think the the wage restriction definitely has helped here. I think that might be the key thing between Peaceford dragging it out more and them realising that they need... I, I don't know for certain, of course, because you know, football finance is a very murky world, but they, they seem like they've got four players to shift, the four on the transfer list, which was, obviously was Cooper. Um, yeah. Reed, a centre mid, Lewis Reed is it? And then Jason A. Smith, I think is the right back. Jason A. Smith, George Boyd. Uh, George yeah, Boyd, yeah. Jason Naismith was the center, the right back we tried to sign in twenty eighteen before the twenty eighteen nineteen season under Derek Adams, or according to reports, tried to sign. But anyhow, they seem to have players to shift, and you know that's clearly well, it appears to have played in our favour. Um, I, I wasn't actually too surprised as well when when Lowe was talking about we can't pay a fee. I, I, I didn't really I didn't really buy that. No, so, that's just negotiation. Yeah, tactics, exactly. Isn't it? But it's not just that. It's also because. Um, so one of the things that Simon Hallett really wants to instill at the club is this idea of return on investment. It's uh, basically it's basically pilfering the Peterborough model, which is you know selling a player on and making money off him rather than you know you have a player for two years like we did with Kerry Lemieux, you lose him for free, and then you start the cycle over again. If you get a good player like Sonny Bradley, you lose him for free, you don't make any money. Whereas look at Peterborough. I, I I was actually midway through I didn't think this Cooper thing would move so quickly I was midway through writing an article on how likely Peterborough would sell him um, Peterborough mm. have uh, placed 34 players 34 non-youth players on the transfer list since 2015, they've sold 14 of them I mean that says I mean, if, if we had a player that we weren't interested in then we'd inevitably just you know, we, we'd let him go sort of thing and then he'd be gone on a free at the end but I mean, look, you can't you can't argue with that, you know. They they, they have a player they want to get rid of. Put them on the transfer list. One in two times, basically, they sell them. They get money, mm. um, and that's one thing Hallett wants. And so, when it comes down to George Cooper, I mean, you've got three year contract. He, is he twenty three, twenty two? Twenty three, yeah. Twenty three, yeah. He's twenty three. Twenty four not... in November. No, um, November, if I'm not wrong. Sounds about right. Um, so he's not going to lose any value, is he? It, I mean, okay, he's not going to lose any value because of his age. Like Carey is coming into his thirties uh, when he left. Um, yeah. If this guy, I mean, when sorry, when he gets to the end of his contract, he'll be basically in his prime, won't he? Twenty-seven. Yeah. But I mean, assume, so. I think the idea is, you know, say if George Cooper has a banging season, right? The guy gets fifteen assists or so, and let's say, let's say fifteen goals and assists combined. You're going to have play people who are interested. A championship clubs going to be interested in that, and then you can sell them on. 
and you can make yeah. a profit on what you paid for him, and you can reinvest that in a new player who also gets a contract, and you, you know it's the Peterborough process. You repeat, it's not easy to do, but the fact that Cooper's going to have this obvious resale value means that. I mean, I'd be surprised if I assume Hallett himself wasn't directly involved, but the uh, you know the higher ups would have happily signed off on that because he's clearly a person who's got resale value and he just needs to. He worked in the system last year. Yeah, I mean, what I would say actually was I, I know that this isn't likely to happen, and we're probably in for a couple of years of um, sort of trying to solidify our place in the in the mm. division. Uh, I actually. It's not, it's not out of possibility that we could get promoted to the championship, actually. So if we have a really good season, right, and and all those players, Hardy, Jeffcott, Cooper, they all score really well and I'll go end up getting promoted, then there's not actually... Although we want to sell and make more money off them, we'd be quite happy to keep them and then become really, really good players. So say there is a possibility of us getting into the championships, which there could be if all five... I mean, the possibility of it happening isn't great, but it could happen. Um, Then we're a championship club anyway in that that instance, and they might just want to carry on at Argyle. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, if we go up, we probably have the money to sign Hardy permanently. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that, I think that's a great point that's been made been made there by Finn. Obviously, we we can talk about the Peter model being being a good idea, but the Peter model in itself is it's effectively like a, you know, it, it's a backup for what for what I'm sure Peter really want to do, which is actually get into the championship. I mean, this is a way to keep them sustainable and keep them challenging near the top end. But obviously, that that's not what they want to be long term. McCantony has said, you know, very much long term, he wants to be in the championship. But but say we don't go up over the next year or two, you know, I'm sure we'll have a decent season. Certainly now we've got Cooper, but. Let's just go back to resale value quickly to kind of expand on that. That we've now got probably four at least, certainly more if if one of the the youngsters comes good, but probably at least four players who have a very high potential resale value. Obviously Cooper, only twenty three, fantastic in League One. George last Cooper, George Cooper, yeah, and obviously the second one you kind of preempted there is obviously Mike Cooper. He's only only twenty, uh, very highly rated young goalkeeper. He's now going to get a chance as first choice. Whether how you know, how well he'll do remains to be seen. But let's say he does step up well, he does step up to the plate, and he does have a good season. A twenty-year-old playing regularly and doing well in League One is obviously somebody with tremendously high value. Still, a year left on his contract as well. So George Cooper and Mike Cooper both have high value. Jeff Cott obviously is the other one. Um, signed a new deal off, just joined Wales under twenty-ones. Let's say Jeff Cott has a good season. Say he has, you know, kind of anything between. Sort of fifteen, twenty goals in the system. Even combined. ten, I think. Even ten is worth. Yeah. For someone at his age. I, 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 I mean, goals, uh, I goals mean, and assists combined. Though I think ten. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't be. Wouldn't okay, be. Okay. Yeah, no. Combined. But, granted, I just think yeah. more about goals. But even goals. Well, I put 10. in the group chat, didn't I? Because, I mean, I I like to look at like what I like to keep track on them young Welsh players because I'm half Welsh <laughs> myself, so I have an interest in the national team, and I'm looking at the. The sort of squad quality of Wales, which has an Im- has improved over the, the last the full sort of... team or the under twenty one team. No, the full team. The national, okay, right, yeah. Um, because I've looked at the squad quality of Wales, and yes, granted, it's improved. Um, you know, with the addition of like uh, Ethan Ampadu, and there's um, Nico Williams from Liverpool, and things like that. Um, in in the past couple of years, 
But if Kiefer Moore, no disrespect to him, a championship quality striker, is your starting striker for Wales, and people like Kyle Leveran, um, I'm trying to think of other players that have been, um, I mean, okay, in the championship, but Kyle Fletcher and whatever, have been able to get in the Wales squad. That's harsh on Fletcher. <laughs> okay. But anyway, okay, yeah. But I, I think if he has a good season in League One, he's got a definite possibility of getting in the squad. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's of course, not the Euros of. are coming up, aren't didn't they? Didn't Ireland take a... Didn't Ireland at the Euros... Yeah, they took old... What's his name? From Scott from Oxford. He went to Bristol City. Yeah, Bristol, um, O'Dowda. O'Dowda, O'Dowda, that's the one. Cameron he was O'Dowda, in League Two, right. wasn't he? Yes, it was, uh, I think League Two just got... He yeah, just been promoted from was, League Two. Yeah, because it was 15-16, so it was League... Yeah, yeah. Just so, yeah it's, League not, two, you're it's right. not completely yeah. out of the question, but you do yeah. need to have a we, damn good season to do it. We always used to sort of say, oh, yeah, can Car- like can Carry get in the Irish squad? Well, that was um, a joke that he didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was a joke like, when he was doing amazing. But there's a, like there is actually a genuine possibility if Jeff got carries on... Um, to get in the Wales squad, and then if he goes to the Euros, because he's even if he doesn't play, he might play three, four minutes. Even if he doesn't play, just because he's been identified on the international stage, his price is going to go through the roof. Yeah, uh, let's steer away from too many hypotheticals. So, but I mean, yeah, imagine I, I Gareth, Gareth Bale one. and Luke Jeffcott of the Euros. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for, I mean, as well. if Hal Robson Carnu can do it, then anyone can. That's that's my stance. Gold in the tournament winner, Hal Robson Cano. I think you'll find that was. But um, he, he's a decent. No, nah, he's. Uh, I mean, give some respect to him. He's, he did a cross turn against Belgium I'll, I'll him, and that was scored a goal at the insane. Euros. Um, yeah, it should have been Shakiri for gold at the Euros, in my view. But it was a very good goal. No, no taking that away from him. So I, I think it was the yeah. sheer surprise that he'd managed it that really elevated that goal. <laughs> yeah, true, true. It, it's like Phil Jagielka left foot volley against Liverpool for one-one. I mean, <laughs> as as fantastic as the goal is, the fact that Phil Jagielka did it more than anything is what makes it an incredible goal. But the but but the overall point being is that if Jeff has a good season and he doesn't get in the Wales squad. Um, he's still going to have like a really um, high uh, value, and and we're going to be able to sell him on, sell him on for good money. When also you consider that we haven't spent anything on him, we get even more really profit margin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, and then you, and then you t- uh, put in the fact that he might have a possibility of going to the Euros if he has a good season. Then we're going to get even more. So. Was there a fourth, Sam? Fourth player you were looking uh, yeah, at? Yeah, I was going to say Camera as well, because he, he's obviously a bit of a rough diamond, but he's got huge potential. Only 23, isn't he? So if we've got, say we've got him on, I'm going to guess we've probably got him on a two-year contract. With Hallett's strategy, I can't imagine it being a one. So i would take an educated guess. We've probably got him on a two-year. So if he has a good season, he's potentially another one that we could look at. And obviously, obviously you've got Cooper, Cooper, Jeff Cott and Camera. Uh, and plus, obviously, whoever whoever comes throughout the youth and promising out I mean, of the youth, maybe. T- Telford, for example. Telford's young if he had a really good season. I mean, at the moment, it's, I, probably, I really hope he can, only, I really hope he can do it. He's probably only got a year hasn't he? I'd imagine. He's probably only got a year He's certainly got field. talent, from what I've seen. He certainly looks like a player that, if he gets going, he can score goals. It's He's good. got the attributes to do that. It's a good point, Sam. I'd forgotten about the fact this would be the end of the second year. This is the last year didn't really finish. Last season didn't finish. I keep losing track of who's who's been here a season or not. Just kind of yeah. feels like the season's starting up in a way. So obviously we had the last preseason game against Forest Green, 
Now we've got what feels kind of like two pre-season friendlies coming up now, even though they are actual cup competitions. Um, QPR home park and Norwich under-21s at home park before the season starts against Blackpool. What experiments would you be doing, if any, ahead of that opening game against Blackpool? Or are you would you be treating these as... I mean, obviously the games are in respect that need to be winning, but hypothetically, if you're trying to make decisions about who starts against Blackpool, bearing in mind that Ryan Hardy can't play because he's... Um, on loan from Blackpool, what what would you be doing? What what are the what are the areas of the squad that still need, um, not not finalising, but you know the the competition who starts over who? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, um, the only real one, unless someone has a looking at that for a screen um, game, I've uh, in my head I've got a pretty clear picture, and I'm I'm sure that Ryan Lowe suggested that he did after the game as well. What he's um starting lineup will be at least for the QPR game. So unless anybody has a shocker, um, I think that 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 first eleven is pretty finalised. What I would say is obviously, um, I did detail in my player ratings that it was a surprise to me that Scott Wooten started over um Niall Canavan, but then he's done that in his uh Lowe's done that in his uh in the game against Middlesbrough, and he's also seeing them on a sort of day-to-day basis in training so we don't know what's going on there so that might be the possible change uh, I'm thinking of, of in, um, before the before the game against Blackpool sorry um, I'm, other than that I'm not sure um, and the Norwich game would just be for me a good a good opportunity to give some of those so-called squad players at the moment some minutes before the proper competitive football kicked off. Yeah, um, I think you've got to remember as well for the QPR and Norwich game, Jeff Cott is away with the Wales under-21. So what yeah. I imagine it will be is I imagine Hardy will probably play in, in certainly one, if not both of those games. And I would probably give, if it were me, I'd probably give Hardy with, with um, Newble in one of them and Hardy with Telford in the other. And probably Which way around did you do it? I'd probably do um, Nubel against QPR and Telford against uh, Norwich just because, just because that appears to be, Nubel appears to be the slight favourite at the minute from, from the kind of the amount of minutes that they're respectively each getting. So so I would probably go with that. I'd go Hardy and Nubel against QPR and Hardy and Telford uh, against Norwich. And then whoever performs best alongside Hardy, I would have partner Jeffcott against um uh, Blackpool. If they both perform fantastic and got two goals each, I would maybe look at drawing them together but, and, and, and have Jeff got on the bench. But obviously, unless they did both do fantastically, I would partner one of them uh, alongside obviously Jeff got for the Blackpool game. Uh, I would probably play pretty much a first choice team against QPR. I would maybe put a few backups in against Norwich. So I'd look at obviously Cooper and then what looks like is going to be the starting back three that we're kind of inclining towards of. Uh, Ameson Wooten uh, and uh, and um, Kellen, Kellen Watts. Watts. For, um, yeah, I couldn't think of his name for a second. For the, for the back Fine, three. I've been calling him Hines all pre-season. Yeah. No idea why. <laughs> and, um, but I just yeah. type out his name as H-I-N-D-S. Hines. No idea. Hines, yeah. Obviously, um, obviously uh, across the midfield, yeah, in the deepest role, uh, McLeod. And then you've got, obviously, probably more uh, Kamara, Mare and um, Coffey Cooper on, on, on the far left and then obviously the striker for strikers you already mentioned yeah for, for, the, for the Norwich game I'd maybe look at bringing in McCormick if he's fit I know he wasn't fit for the other game uh, I'd look at bringing in Edwards if he's fit he wasn't fit for the other game either I'd look at bringing in Canavan and Sawyer and uh, potentially Ryan Law, give him a go. Just get, don't want to overplay Cooper too fast. So I'd look at bringing I mean, in I know you haven't mentioned Connor Grant there. 
And, and Connor, oh, and, and of course, Connor, <laughs> and of course, Connor Grant. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, it's not discount. It's not discounted. I don't think that. I think Edwards has a. If he plays in one of those games and he's not injured, and he does well, I think he has good possibility of, of starting the the first game purely because. We all talk about how good George Cooper is in attack. But I'm quite aware. I'm not sure how... I'm, I haven't really looked at uh, Blackpool um, extensively to see how they're going to... Especially now they've got a new manager under Neil Critchley, um, how they're going to play. But I'm aware that our front five... I like Cooper more. I like calling Mayor, it the front five. Hardy, it's the Jeff front Cox. six, really, isn't it? Front, Yeah, front six is very attacking. And it's weird to think I, of a front I, six, isn't it? You usually yeah. think of a back five, not a front six. Sorry, go on. Yeah, but that's what it pretty much... I mean, Moore and Cooper spend half the time as left and right wingers, don't they, really? So, um, I, I I think it might be a consideration that Edwards starts just purely because we're going to be playing against a lot of teams this season that are going to be better than us, I think, and are going to have more of the ball than... Um, than the teams you played in League Two, where we pretty much dominated the games. Yeah, I don't, I don't totally dispute that. I mean, um, I know Sam's got a thing against Joe Edwards, and to be honest, I don't think Edwards is as good at right wing back uh, in this formation. But that's when we're considering him as having to play as a winger and create. But if you're talking about, well, I mean, we we were quite severely defensively tested last season, um, and we largely got away with it. Quite often because of Palmer, and Palmer made an yeah. awful lot of one-on-one saves. So there's a reason why that guy's in team of the season. I think he was, I think he was chronically underrated for the. You look uh, at that Mans- that opening 25 minutes against Mansfield. I think yeah. they could have been. But I'm mean, not starting Mansfield away. The guy made one-on-one save within like two minutes. Yeah. He, he made yeah. another one-on-one save later on when it's one-nil. That's you near know, points drop there. Opening day of the season against Crew makes a match-changing save. We he saves a one-on-one or an incredible save, whatever it was, and then a minute later, Joel Grant scores the other end. Mm-hmm. To, but yeah, we we gave away a lot of chances last season. Conor Grant, not Joel Grant, wasn't he? Joel Grant is dead for Manchester away, oh, did you say? No, 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 for, for crew away. Crew. Oh, crew away. Sorry, I think that bit went a bit fuzzy on the Sorry. signal again. Go cool. and carry on. Um, anyhow, so like we gave away a lot of chances and we got bailed out a lot. We we, we still defend reasonably well, but given we're going up a, a, you know, a level, we're going to have... The midfield's going to be that bit sharper. And most importantly, you sort of go from... In League 2, you tend to have... Every team has sort of one star player. Like for us, it was Carey, for example. You go into League 2, mm. League 1, you tend you, you find they tend to have two star players. Balanced. Like, for yeah. example, Peterborough. I remember in 17-18 season, Peterborough had Madison and they had and um, Jack Marriott, you know? You, you sort of have that extra level of sharpness you have to deal with. And, it, and not to... Me- um, Mention that they brought in Cooper in the January as well, and he was meant to be. I mean, yeah. he still had the quality that he has now, sort of maybe yeah. a bit more refined. So, but so you're going to have a lot more attacking quality, and particularly on the counter attack. A lot of teams like to play on the counter at this level, um, and they're good at it. And we're gonna, and like you say, having Edwards there might add that extra balance, so that while we've got the extra attacking on the left, we've got a bit more defensive uh, strength on the right with what high pressing uh, Kamara, and then. Um, Actually, at the point is it, is it is it Kamara or Camera? I thought it was Camera. I have Camera, no idea. Uh, Camera, I think. Yeah, Camera. It has. <laughs> it has Camara. an accent above the A. Yeah. So. 
yeah. yeah. Anyhow, then you could have Edwards there, like say for a bit more defending, um, for a bit more strength. But yeah, I mean, I would say like it doesn't always work this way. But we've got a good squad now. I look at our squad and I'm thinking that's pretty strong. You know, we've got some good options to come in even when players are tired or injured or whatever. It doesn't always work this way. But I look at the squad as a way that you use different personnel for different games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it might just be, well, this team's going to sit back against us because they, that's the way they play. They play on their counter-attack. They have a target man because there will be some of those teams in League One. They can't all be ball playing like they can't all just look like typical League One sides. Um, they can't all so look there as will majestic be games where we'll as want we looked last and... season. Sorry, what's they that? They can't all look as majestic as we looked last season. <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, of course. So you have some games where where Moore and Cooper will push up, and then hopefully you will have. Well, you would think that we'd have games where we don't have a lot of the ball and want to sit back and soak up pressure and then hit on the break. And that's where people like Edwards and maybe even Grant would come in, in left wing back. Yeah, possibly. There, there, there is that option. You know, to be fair, I, I don't think we will, but I guess it's still not completely out of the question that we might sign another left wing back. I mean, I know that Miller is still technically on trial. Um, Calvin He's not on trial as trial's ended. Oh, is it? Okay. I'm, I'm they, they've offered him a contract, but um, oh, they're so, negotiating. Oh, so offered him a contract? Oh, well, I think they said they were negotiating one. I'm pretty certain that was Negotiating and that he'd gone back to Scotland yeah. with his well, family. Well, what I would say to that then, in that case, is realistically, the Cooper signing's not come out of nowhere, has it? We probably would have known that we had a good chance of getting Cooper whilst we were negotiating with Miller. So if that's the case, if we've still offered Miller a contract knowing we're going to get Cooper, there's every chance we could we could sign Miller as well and Miller gives us that other option at left wing we back, I guess. We could, so. but... I'd, I'd... I don't think we will, just because, I, I mean, it, it, I, okay, let's say hypothetically that wasn't the case. I would just say they're being smart, because we, we could well have gone into um, the first week of the season with only Ryan Law as left wing back, and potentially, you know, with Joe Edwards or Byron Moore as cover, but still, um, you know, he, he would be the first choice left wing back, and it, it made sense, you know, to keep those conversations open with Miller. You know, mm. just in case uh, Cooper didn't come off in time, and you know Peterborough could have kept us, you know, dra- could have kept us dragging on as long as they wanted, really. Mm. Possibly, yeah. but I, I think yeah, it'd be a shame though if, if like, if Miller did come in as well as Cooper. Um, I want to see Ryan Law. You know, there's there's the fan in me wants to see another, um, another an, another player given a chance in the from the youth academy and. Um, I know he's only played for Truro, but I looked at him come on even in those five minutes against uh, Forest Camden. Like fifteen, I think... but still, sorry. Oh, fifteen. Yeah, it felt like five. Um, maybe I wanted to watch more of the game. <laughs> <laughs> it flew um, by. Yeah, he did do well. But, um, he did do well in, in that fifteen minutes, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, putting a few tackles was Got was actually positions. better going forward than Calvin Miller, yeah. um, particularly in the first half. Um, it, it's worth knowing that you say he was only at Truro, but obviously Jeffcott was at Truro. Jeff Jeffcott did well yeah. at Truro under under Paul Watton, we should add. Um, um, I mean, weird to think how his career has been changed by Paul Watton um, yeah. uh, after obviously how it ended, uh, Argo. But anyhow, um, but obviously he, Ryan Law was, I think, his runner-up player of the season at Truro. Did a really good job playing, a, a, you know, an advanced left wing back role. I don't see any reason why he should be given the chance there. I don't see, yeah. I don't see if we have a limited budget. Keeper? Sorry? 
Sir. Is he the same age as Michael Keaton? Uh, I believe so. I'm pretty certain they're the same age group. They definitely played in the FA Youth Cup together, but Keaton yeah, might have been so a the year cynic, younger. No, I think the they cynic are in me would say if he's same. 20 years old and he doesn't road. get any football this season at league level, then I'm not sure where that's going to come. So I hope he gets. I hope he gets a chance at Arca. I mean, I think that given there's going to be the the wage constraints. I mean, like yeah. sides like Peaceborough struggling under and so forth. Why mm. waste your money on extra left wing back if he is good enough? Which I, th- I think he might be, and um, but obviously it's give him a go. And then also, you know, I mean, it's a, what harm does it do having him as a backup left wing back? And if he's not, you know, if he's good enough for the cups but not the league, then you can always put Byron Moore there. You know, we I'm have got we have got got some more strength. We've got strength enough to cover that position if Cooper gets injured. And and Conor Grant and whatever, yeah. And also, but, I mean, there's probably going to be a whole host of free agent left uh, players who could probably play there, given what's currently happening. I mean, Callum yeah, McFadden's still available if if everything goes terrible. Well, quite. Nicky Maynard's gone back to Mansfield, I yeah. believe, hasn't he? So it's not impossible. Um, what I was going to say actually was, so Ben Reeves was on trial, but we haven't got a. We've got competitive games now, so you can't play trials in competitive games, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so that's correct, yeah. The only way that he's going to get... And he only played 15 minutes, or, or so, um, 18, I think it was in total. Um, the only way that that Ryan Lowe is going to see any more of um, Ben Reeves is in training games. Um, although I don't know much about him... Nick, you said that he's um, a fantastically, technically gifted player. I mean, I'm not sure how far people remember. I mean, no, no, you two will. When Man United got torn to pieces by MK Mm. Dons, Ben Reeves was pulling the strings. The guy got three assists. He's got a great awareness of uh, space. He's got good passing, really good vision. Um, There's probably question marks over his ability to play a pressing game. But, I mean, look the part on Saturday and... And Charlton played high press with him in centre midfield for quite a while. Um, uh, I'm not sure if you remember Lee Bowyer's first ever game as manager was when Charlton beat us two 0 at the Valley. Um, they mm. changed formation drastically. I think they were four two three one before Bowyer took them to a uh, diamond formation with Reeves who'd normally be an attacking mid. Like at the focal point, he is back in centre mid, but you know using his passing to pull the strings and they had a very high press game and he didn't seem to struggle there. Um, the guy's very. Indeed. I mean, you could see that with his pass and move. Just that he was on for so little, and he could have scored. He, he looked great. Um, they had a very good block. player open to scoring that day too, didn't they? Whatever happened to him? Huh? Sorry. Oh, the oh yeah, Lewis Page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened. Um, to that? Yeah. Oh, I remember getting in the stadium for that, right? And like, I just got on the stadium and I heard a roar, and I was like, oh, for it was the third minute. I remember this guy yeah. just. Absolutely, and you're the worst. But he wasn't even meant to play. The only reason he was playing was because their first choice left back, Jay De Silva, was on uh, international duty with the England under 21s. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I know, right? I think that was his first yeah. game back from injury in ages. But um, but anyhow, like I say, um, I mean, yeah, he might not be able to play any more games, and possibly it was a bit weird that Lowe didn't give him more time, given it was the last opportunity to give him some. Let's call it competitive action. But I mean, think about the signings. Think about all the free transfers we made without putting them in a uh, training game. So there's no reason why we can't sign him for the same reason. You know, we were able to offer a camera a um. I mean, a if I was greedy, I would need, need a sentiment. I think like one more sentiment. Oh, I absolutely think so because at the moment you'd probably think in t- taking out people who are first choice elsewhere, i.e., McLeod could play in centre mid, 
but he's a first choice centre defensive mid. We've only got three centre mids, so you're only looking at one one injury and then we're in trouble. So yeah. so yeah, of course we need another one and I never thought we'd get someone as good as Ben Reeves, I'm honest. Now he might flop, he might be you know, not as good as we expect, but I mean it seems to be one to worth taking the chance on. A bit like yeah. Nadia Chifchi could have been I was going to say more if... like Baxter. <laughs> well, sure. But, like, Nadia Chifchi had, um, you know, great success with Dundee in the past. And if that had worked, he would have been amazing, you know? I mean, he nearly got off to a good... He had a good game against Scunthorpe, but let's, let's not break up yeah. the past. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I, I wouldn't have any doubts about getting someone like Ben Reeves in... Um, uh, yeah, every transfer is a punt. You, you never know if someone's going to work out. I mean, who thought the Sonny Bradley would, having brought him in, then he'd gone to do what he's done? Mm. There's always an element of risk in every transfer, and I'd, I'd be going for Reeves. Um, I think he's probably the last piece of the puzzle. Plus, inevitably, a few loanies. Wouldn't you say, Sam? Yeah, um, I think look, looking at it, we, we're clearly obviously you know we've got the left wing back now. We're going to bring in one more CM. Maybe Miller. We were. You, you'll seem a little bit less convinced about that than me. And then probably, probably then one or two, one or two low needs will come in, kind of throughout. Uh, well, I'm just going to say throughout August, September. But of course, <laughs> September and October as, as it is. But um, yeah. Well, obviously, then probably a couple of low needs will come in to supplement, supplement that. And then I think if that's the case, you've then got at least two for every position. And obviously, some of those those two can play other positions as well. If you look at Edwards as primarily an, a um, right wing back, and, and, I, and I don't hate Joe Edwards. I think Nick's exaggerating. I think he's fine. I just don't think he's anything special. But Edwards can play more than one position. Uh, obviously, Byron Moore can play more than one position. Conor Grant can play more than one position. And obviously, Cooper can, can, could play more than one position if you had to as well. We've, I guess we signed him primarily as a left wing back, but he could play He could play all over the shop. Uh, if he had to, he could play, I think, probably anywhere across the four. Um, I mean, field. can you imagine? Or even a second I know um, that Nick. Are you a fan of Conor Grant, or do you not really rate him? <laughs> um, I mean, on terms of Conor Grant, I I was disappointed with him last season. I was hoping he was going to step up. He looked good in preseason. I personally would have given him the start ahead of um, Sarsovic. He did well off the bench against Crew, um, but he he just didn't. He didn't live up to what I hoped he would do. I mean, he did well in those two games when he came in, didn't he? Grimsby and Macclesfield towards the end. Uh, did he though, yeah, or did Danny Mayer run game. the show with George Cooper? Like he still ping, did well in those two games. He did fine. He shifted the play a bit, and you know, I think having him there um, meant that Conor Grant did more of the transition work, so Mayer was able to pick up the ball higher up the pitch. Because a lot of people say, "I want," by a lot of people, Fraser says, "I want Mayer to you know be waiting around the edge of the box to pick up the ball," and we turn around and say to him, "Okay, who's going to give him it?" Who's going to give yeah. the ball there? And the answer is no one. We'll end up playing long balls like we did. It is, you know, it's not just as simple as click fingers and the ball ends up at his oh. feet at the edge of the area. So I think playing Grant there helped Mayer receive the ball, receive the ball higher up the field, and it helped him. Um, it helped us play well. At the same I mean, time, could we get one of a number of you know average? Could Luke Summerfield have done that? Yes. Um, you know, could could we list off a bunch of players who are okay at passing? Basically, I I want more from him to justify a starting yeah, position. I mean, I the reason I asked that was because we have now the capacity with Cooper and Mayer, and we would have had it whether he's on loan anyway, but there was a question mark over that, but now we've got him. So if we're chasing a game, say the last 25 minutes, we're 2-1 down or 1-0 down or something, 
we have then the ability to move Cooper into midfield with Mayer, right? Then you have two really creative players running at the defence. And also, you then have the ability to either bring on Ryan Law, should he play, who looks to be a player with a lot of thrust and energy, or, if not that, uh, move Cooper into midfield and and bring on um, Connor Grant, who does have the capacity, I believe, to put in some really quality balls into the box. I, I don't know why you'd do that, though, because George Cooper's a better crosser than than Connor Grant, and Cooper's main strength, his greatest, his single greatest ability is his his crossing and his long passing, and by putting him in centre mid, you're you're weakening that. Just just, yeah, just leave, leave him where he is, you know. I mean, the, we the current setup we have allows Mayer to create space for him, and he put he uses that space to put brilliant balls into the box. This is why yeah. he's got so many assists. I, I mean, if if it were me, I wouldn't be thinking about moving Cooper out from wide because I think you're going to reduce his. He's going to be less good for it, and the team's going to be less good for it. And now you say that, actually, um, I look at camera and he's going to run all game, probably. So, I mean, he just looks like a lowly Kante. Not not in the way he plays, but in his running. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, ridiculous. You can see it just in the highlights for Crawley. Yeah. So, I mean, have you seen that goal where he chases the ball down yeah. and he, like, tackles the goalkeeper and sticks it in, pretty much? It's just, the guy just runs like mad. Or at least it looks like he runs like mad. He, definitely going to be a fan favourite, just, just purely for the effort he puts in. So any yeah, di- like disregarding my point, I just thought that it could be a bit more creative in midfield if we needed it. But saying that, it, um, we'll have the creativity with Mayer, and then and then Kamara will put pressure on a tired defence, for example. And know, then so. potentially you've got Reeves as well. Reeves is yeah. guy's got. I mean, we might even see another loan. Should, should we end yeah. actually with um with predictions quickly? Because obviously we've got QPR at the weekend. Um, go on, Finn. Are we going to need Norwich? No, nah, no. nah, let's not bother with Norwich. I mean, you imagine we a quite heavily changed team. You, you don't know, but go on, Finn. So for QPR, um, I'm going to go for a 2-0 because I think we're going to struggle to break them under the fence because we saw that with Middlesbrough. I haven't looked at QPR at all. but 2 nils QPR. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, but we play well. You know, we, we show some signs. Sam? I'm going to say a 2-1 win, because I think QPR, QPR are not the best team, in all honesty. They've lost their best player in, um, I don't know how you say it, Eke Eze, or EK, I think it is. But him, I think it's Eze, anyway. but it might be easy, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah him anyway. You know, so they've lost their best player. They weren't a particularly great team last season. They ended the season, obviously, on pretty bad form. We're, we're on the up. We've got pretty much, barring Jeff, got a full-strength team available. I think we'll nick it. I think, I think it'll be one of the upsets of the first round. I think we'll win 2-1. Yeah, it could well be. Um, I'm thinking along the lines of Gillingham uh, 2015, where we're one up. We probably deserve to be one up, but then the quality of Gillingham, because Gillingham had a damn good side back then, Bradley Dack in particular. And just in the last, I think they scored two goals in three minutes with five minutes to go and just turned it around. Um, yeah, Tanner scored that amazing goal. Yeah, right foot volley from like the edge mm. of the area, cracker. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I think their quality will shine through. They've st- championship is a bit like the step from League One to League Two is bigger than we first anticipated when we got promoted in 2017. The step from League One to Championship is huge. That's why you see so many yo-yo teams right now. It's very hard to you know get promoted and then not immediately ba- be back in a relegation scrap if not relegated. Um, I I think we might get the lead 
and then end up losing. I'll, I'll be going to one QPR. Um, but, but yeah, that, that that's it. It's our, our first show back, and everyone feeling positive now that now that Cooper's joined. Um, thank you all so much for listening, and uh, I mean, looking forward to uh, watching some live football. Bearing, well, hoping that there aren't any I follow issues <laughs> that we actually care about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if are you if you've got an account, I would try logging in just to make sure that account's selected because I'm having a few issues at the moment. Um, but other than that, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, have a lovely week, and fingers crossed for a, uh, a good old win on um, on Saturday. Bye. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.